Normally, George and I talk about the show, This Is Us. The show is obviously on hiatus for the summer, which we already know from previous episodes George is beefing about. I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad. Yep. And funny enough, we might talk about some sadness and some, some loneliness mm, today. Mm. Um, so we're actually going to get into some of the work that George and I do with the organization, with an initiative, a movement that we have created together and we continue to co-collaborate and create, and that is called Men Up. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And this might become part of the Is This Us, the podcast. It might be a spin-off podcast. We're not sure, but we're going to try it out today because there are a lot of themes that come up in pop culture with things like This Is Us that, quite honestly, like lend themselves to us talking about bigger themes that we see in our everyday lives as as young men and and from what we hear from our young men that we work with too and the men around our city. So so yeah, we're going to try a little something different today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm really excited. I'm sure Christian is really excited to to bring kind of this new spin to our podcast. Um the work we do with with Men Up, um we just find is is really important, especially and it's really timely. Um in in the time that we are right now just thinking about ideas um, about manhood, masculinity, and and how can we embody those things in a way that is empowering to us and 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 benefits the world. Um, so yeah, we're really excited to to welcome y'all to this conversation. And I wanted to start that conversation uh, by talking about an article that uh, article slash podcast. So I listened to this podcast called Hidden Brain, um, and it's from NPR. Shout out to Hidden Brain NPR. And what it does is it, it it talks about scientific and emotional hiddenness that that happens when uh, in, in human beings, right? The things that we we think about that we don't know that we're thinking about, the things that we're experiencing that we don't know that we're experiencing. I listen to this podcast a lot, and it it gives a lot of really cool uh, insight onto a lot of different things. Um, they they've talked about all types of topics, and this specific topic, this is the second before last. Uh, podcast that they they put up and it was around the loneliness of men masculine American masculinity masculinity in America has uh, created a lot of lonely men um, and so I thought that was an interesting topic right and so I popped the podcast on and it and it starts with these young men that and they're they're eleven and twelve and they're best friends um, and these these boys play together and they. Uh, do video games and you know they go to school together and uh, they the, the day the podcast was being recorded there was about to be a, a sleepover if someone was gonna sleep over somebody's house uh, you could tell that their relationship is really really tight um, and then you start hearing them talk around what it means for them to be friends and how it's not that just they play video games and sleep over one another's house but they also help each other um, in times of trouble in times of need they give each other advice and uh, it was beautiful to hear these two young men these two uh, young teens talk about their relationship and how they don't feel their relationship is ever really going to change or end. And then the podcast kind of goes into a more somber mood because it talks about how by high school, most young men are beginning to find it difficult to have real close, intimate friendships, mm -hmm. especially with other men, right? Um, either that means you're gay or and 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 that's meant in a negative sense, or it means you're not manly, right? Um, and so the podcast kind of goes into this this thought around why that is and what that's actually doing to men 
in our society. One of the cool things that the the podcast asks, and I wanted to pose this question to you, Christian. Sure. Um, putting you on the spot a little bit. Yep. Who do you call in the middle of the night when you are sick or if you're afraid? Who do you call in the middle of the night when you're sick and or afraid? That's easy. It's my mom. Hmm. It's been my mom since, obviously, since I was a baby, right? But even as a young adult male, like, it is still that. My mom is probably my closest relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I see myself as being somebody who's very fortunate with uh, the relationships with other men that I have, like yourself, like two of my best friends, uh, Drew and Daryl, shout out to them. Uh, several of my best friends from back home, Josh and Will, right? Mm-hmm. Like all of these guys are guys that I could definitely reach out to in those moments and, and certainly have that level of vulnerability and have that connection with them still. And at the end of the day, it would be my mom that's the first person I call. Yeah. I have three people in my life right now who I feel like in the middle of the night who I would call instinctually, like uh, like out of reaction, right? The first is my brother, my twin brother, Jeremy. Shout out to Jeremy. He's definitely like my go-to. Um, if he doesn't pick up, I will probably blow up your phone. <laughs> uh, if you don't pick up, uh, I'll, I'll call our, 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 our mutual friend, Frank Brady, right? Um, and so those would be, those are three people, yeah. And what's interesting is if I were to call my brother and he didn't pick up, I would have to like kick myself into the mood of calling someone else, Yeah. right? You know, like my brother is the one I feel most comfortable calling if I'm in a space of weakness or, or, or if I'm sick or if I need something, right? Because most of the time, I'll need to ask for something. And we all know how vulnerable it is to say that you need something and ask someone to get out of bed and get you something, right? That calling somebody else, that next step would be really difficult, right? Um, and the, the podcast actually talked about a little bit of this because it, it touched on, on the stigma of what it means for men to be lonely and how as men, we're not allowed to look like we actually are alone. Like we that being alone for us is something that's that's not good for us. Like it's actually having an adverse effect on our on our lives, on on the way that we see the world, on our inner our relationships, which I thought was was really interesting. This is bringing me back to several years ago when I got really sick, and and you were around for that yep. because we were working together, right? And and I got really sick. It was during the summertime, and I was living alone, right? And felt incredibly vulnerable and weak. Mm. And eventually I ended up going home. I ended up going back to where I grew up and, and spending time with my mom there for about a month. Um, and even before that, I, I had connected with two good friends from college who, who live in the area and stayed with them for a couple days. But it, it took me a solid week mm. to really get up and, and, and have the ambition to like, understand that like this wasn't good like this loneliness particularly in this time of weakness physical weakness but but also it started becoming uh, emotional and mental weakness yeah. right that i needed to do something about that and actually be around people right and like that that was the determining thing like that i needed to be around other people because this loneliness was like actually making the sickness worse at least that's what it felt like being alone made it feel that much worse but I, I'm, I'm thinking about this this question that you pose which is like who would you call in the middle of the night if you, if you felt like this, right? And I'm thinking about also your point 
about it would take you some time to get into gear if like after you defaulted talking to your brother and my default would be my mom if they didn't answer who's next like it would take me a lot i think to to get to a point where i'm like oh i need to call somebody else or like i need to yeah. connect with somebody else yeah. And, and that's really interesting to me now, just thinking about that and why that is, why the threshold suddenly becomes so much bigger when after that default, it's like, oh, I can't reach out to anybody else. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, 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 what, and what's crazy is in my head, I can think of people who if I called them at 3, 4 in the morning saying I'm sick or I need something, they, they would help me. There's plenty of people. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Like they, they would care. There are people who would care deeply and who would get up and get what I need and help me in any way that they could. And so the block isn't that people aren't around. The block is I don't want to seem like I need something. Right? Like I don't it's I'm okay with feeling like I need something with with my brother, right? I might be okay with you and with Frank, you know? But after that <laughs> I'm like <laughs> Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's but one of the things the um the article, uh, the, the podcast kind of brought up was this idea that men deal with that stigma and the older that they get, the the harder it gets to talk about it, right? The, the harder it gets to talk about it. It talked about uh, numbers. It talked about suicide numbers and how, thank God, overall, suicide numbers are going down, right? But they were, have, they've always been highest with the elderly, which is not something we've, we talk about, right? Um, elderly men. Right, elderly men tend to kill themselves really, really frequently, um, or more frequently than most. Right, um, but it also said that what's happening is uh, there's a there's been a recent spike. What was it about this topic, this podcast, when you saw it in the last week? Why was this what you wanted to talk about or bring to the podcast today? Mm. Just asking all the real questions, huh? Uh, it's what I do. Yeah, it is. Um, I think if I'm... Wow. All right. So I, if I'm being completely honest, like it's because as of late, I've been feeling like some pretty intense loneliness, right? And, uh, and asking myself what that's about. Like, what is that about? <laughs> um, you know, I... Um, part of what the podcast was talking about was... The dependency on men, like men's dependency on women for emotional support, and that's a big burden on women, right? Um, and I'm and I'm thinking about how, yeah, man, I that that is a real loneliness, and that and that's brought on from a lot of things, right? That's brought on from ways that I feel like I could be doing better or being more consistent with work or some new recent transitions with moving that I just had, or there's a there's there's a lot there, right? Uh, but there are moments when I'm in at home at bed and it's seven o'clock and then I'm at bed and it's eight o'clock and then I'm at bed and it's nine o'clock and it's like, all right, <laughs> like it's time to get up. And, and that's, and, and you know, that's been, that's been a recent thing. So, uh, and then also that idea of like wanting to feel or like present, like I'm good. Like, I'm good. I guess. All right. You know, um, me and you, Christian, we had a conversation recently around how sometimes you feel these sad feelings, and that's okay, and that's okay. Um, and I'm, I agree wholeheartedly that like it is okay, right? That part part of being a man sometimes feels like you feel sad, and then you feel sad for feeling sad because men, you're not supposed to be feeling those type of emotions, 
right? Makes you less manly or, or whatever. But it, but I have recently come to a point where I'm like, hmm, this, this may be entering not okay territory. Uh, so that's why I wanted to bring this up today. I think I, it's it's prevalent to me right now, hmm. um, and I'm I guess I'm wondering how many other people out there this is prevalent to, right? Apparently NPR thinks it's affecting lots and lots of men in America. So I think it's something we're talking about. Yeah, I mean the idea of loneliness. This is actually a conversation uh, that was having with. A good friend who's in the room right now, who's going to be a, a guest of the podcast here for a few minutes. We were driving up to Boston yesterday. In the room here with us is fellow dream director, nationally recognized speaker, powerful young man, always has a lot of fantastic, fashionable swag to him. It's Lamar Womble. What up? What up? What up? So we were driving up yesterday and we were talking about, we were, we were talking about a lot of things, right? And this reminds me that to this point of loneliness, like, so the question, Lamar, that, that George was posing that was in the podcast was about like in the middle of the night, you know, if you woke up feeling lonely or, or sad or, or needing some support, who do you call, right? And what's interesting about that context is like, back to the point, is like, I don't know who I'd reach out to or like what that looks like, but I do know that some of the moments where I've had the best conversation where some of that like loneliness or like that fear or like that that conversation needs to come out in is like having trips like this that I had with Lamar yesterday right like where we were just in a car for two hours each way and just having some conversation right and, and walking around Boston and doing that and, and as I'm reflecting like that's kind of that's kind of the experiences I was having as a young man with my, my boys back home like it was it was never deliberately to sit down and like let's process through this or let's talk through this right but it was always like in motion with something else happening, whether it was playing sports and we were chatting it up or like on car rides and stuff like that. So I was, I was thinking about that yesterday. And yeah, well, one, thank you, Lamar. Yeah. For creating that space. Uh, but two, we'd love to hear from you, like posing the same question. If if you woke up in the middle of the night, like, and you were feeling lonely or you, you felt like there was a moment of weakness and you need to reach out to somebody, who's, who's the person that you reach out to? Yeah. There's three people that generally come to mind. Um, my girlfriend being one of them, usually because she's just like right there. <laughs> uh, so I think it's it's easy with her because like the relationship that we've been in it has allowed me to like really be honest and vulnerable in a way that I never had before um, in any relationship. And so it's been good uh, for that reason. Uh, so I know I can share pretty much anything with her and she's not going to have any kind of reaction negative or uh, too positive, you know what I mean? Like she's gonna be like, she's gonna hear me, uh, which is dope. And then uh, my mom, I know I can talk to her about anything if I'm feeling something like that. Um, but she's in England, so I like actually can't pick up the phone and call her. But I'd have to call like FaceTime or something like that. Um, and so that kind of at times can limit. You know, I'm not gonna call my mom. You know at two or three in the morning her time you know if it's like 8 p.m our time and then my friend Ashley sometimes there's people that are like actually just there for you mm -hmm. like like they just came to rock with you and they always have a rock they've always rocked with you intentionally uh she's just one of those people for me um and I feel like I don't have a lot of those people because I'm typically not one that reaches out yeah yeah uh mainly because uh I like to think that I am like I am chill and like I know how to reach out when I when I need it when I do need it, she's somebody I can reach out to. And I only trust to reach out to hers because when I didn't need it, she's like one of the few people that actually checks in with me to make sure that I do. 
Mm. Uh, if there is something like she's actually somebody that's worried about like what's good with you, what's going on your way, like and like d- dives deep into me and my work and the things that I do, and so everyone needs those people mm-hmm. to pry a little bit deeper, ask a little bit deeper questions uh, when something seems like it's not right on par. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I don't know how many people actually have that. You brought this up, George, that a yeah. lot of times as men, like yeah. when, when it's around emotional support and all of that, like we, we lean on women, yeah. right? And, and I wonder how much of that is like our own bag of stuff that we're dealing with. Maybe it's like our own inadequacies, our own uh, desire not to feel like we're being vulnerable in front of men. I don't know. Yeah. But I wonder how much of that too is like our perception of like, can other men support us in the way oh, that we... Absolutely. Right, like so, so I just wonder about that. I don't have the answer either way, and I need to do my own reflection and think about that. But but I just wonder how much of that is is our perception of other people, particularly men, and their ability to support us, and how much of that is like our own willingness to be vulnerable and open and honest with other men. Even as a person who is committed to work that like helps men figure out how to uh, support one another, be more vulnerable with one another, um, I'm all, I also am clear that like. There are ways in which I've been conditioned to to think about men in a way that's, that that make that women are are better suited to support me emotionally. I'm not sure to what degree that's true or not, right? Or for what reasons that's true or not. But I do know that I ultimately don't want to live in a world where that's true, right? Like where where the only people that can support me emotionally in a powerful way are other are women, right? Um, I think it's incredibly important that we figure out. How do we break down whatever narrative we have in our head around um, who we are as men? Uh, and even when we, we're the ones doing the work to help men figure that out, how do we, how do we check our own ideas and biases? Because I think we also lean on the idea that women are more suited for that. My observation with my friendships, and with uh, specifically my friendships with women, when I see women, um, what I see is that they usually have clo- close-knit intimate relationships with other women right um and and i see this especially with single women right like single women tend to be okay (laughs) like like not that they don't want a partner but like they they're like but while i'm single like i'm chilling with my girls and you know i we talk and we we get things out and uh we travel together and we do all the like there's these close-knit intimate relationships where I feel like if you were to ask a woman who does she call in the middle of the night when she's sick or afraid, her list would be really long. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, w- I was thinking about And I was thinking about how, like, I there have been points when I, I have, like, envied the, uh, the the kind of relationships women are allowed to have with sure. other women. Right? That's um, real. Yeah, yeah. Where I, see, I see women and the level of intimacy that they can have with one another. And I'm clear that uh, any, like... My perception is that any attempt to have that type of intimate relationship with a woman that is not romantic will be viewed as trying to be romantic. So I'm like, not doing that, right? And then uh, with men, there there's just all this stigma, right? And 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 that's part of that's part of my mindset, but also just like what other people think about men and how we should behave around one another. That makes me also want to push away from that, right? Because in society, it feels like we're not allowed. You can see my air quotes. Uh, right, we can see your uh, airports. If, if, if you can see my listeners airports. cannot see that. If you can see my airports, you cannot see my airports. I am airporting. Uh, <laughs> not allowed to have those type of relationships. <laughs> Don't judge me. Shout out to airports. <laughs> Shout out to airports. Shout out to airports. 
it's interesting to note that like none of us and, and there are reasons like outside of just the fact that th- these men maybe aren't the men that we would we would rely on for for all of us right but that like none of us mentioned our dads or like or an older male figure right none of us mentioned that right you mentioned your brother mm-hmm. you mentioned frank and myself mm-hmm. who are all we're in the same age right like none of us mentioned older men like that seems a bit problematic right at least to me it does right like the fact that we should be in a space at least my opinion where where we have mentors we have older people that we can see ourselves in right that like maybe have a little bit of wisdom that that we could lean on and be vulnerable with and so it's just interesting that that we didn't mention any of them it is interesting very and <laughs> but as i think about it i'm thinking about my mentor right love this dude to death but this dude is a man's man like you know and so it's like i feel like some of my ideas around manhood i got from him so it's like I don't necessarily know, and you know I may call this man and he may prove me completely wrong, but like I just feel like if I think about the definition, like the spaces where I got manhood from, um, helpful in a, and helpful and unhelpful ways, it he he does not strike me as a type to where if I'm like scared, I'm gonna call him and be like, I'm scared. <laughs> oh man. Well, if you only lead with that, that's funny. If like, you do that with anybody, you just would call, I'm scared. <laughs> what? Yeah. No. no. My brother would be like, You good? I'm coming over right now. I promise you. I promise you. Nah, but but I, I hear you. I hear you, right? Like that 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 feels like a conversation. Man, that is a really interesting point. That feels like a conversation I'm not entirely sure I'd be willing to have. Hmm. Yeah. That's the point. Right, like the second, the sec, the second guessing of would I have that conversation or that type of conversation with an older mentor, male? Yeah, you shouldn't have to second guess that conversation, uh, and that's that's exactly what we were talking about. You shouldn't have to second guess that conversation. Yeah, a, a level of essentially, uh, you are and we are and men do at times they suffocate their self-expression even on not not on purpose mm-hmm. but like you sabotage yourself because you're just like yeah I, it's just easier not to it's, it's easier to not put yourself out there than it is to put yourself out there yeah. particularly with another man um in that regard yeah yeah and it's easier to go talk to a woman about it because it just is sometimes yeah. yeah it's interesting it makes me think about what do I need to do for the young men that would look up to me yeah. as that yeah. as that mentor, that older man that, that I'm talking about? Like, what do I need to do for my little cousin, right? Who, mm-hmm. who my hope is that, like, I am that for him, yeah. at least one of his mentors, right? Same with some of the young male students that I'm sure all of us work with that we want to, if those young men go on, whatever they're doing, that like they can feel like they can call us up or, or reach out to us and, and, and we can offer that support. Like, what do I need to do now so that these young men who are in their, you know, teens and early 20s, like, know that I am there for that call at, in the middle of the night if they, if they need it? I, I remember a conversation that I had with a young person um, that I was working in school and, and he came and I could tell he wanted to talk about something, but he... He needed to talk about something, but he didn't want to talk about it. And I remember sharing with him that it was okay for him as a as a as a guy 
to to not know and to be okay and 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 to to be afraid and to be sad and um and that if he needed someone to be sad and afraid and not know with that he could he could call me and he did a few days later not in the middle of the night but like but he did a few days later you know and it, it, so it, it's interesting to think about how I told him that two or three days later I can't remember he, he called me and and we had a very good conversation around some of the things he was dealing with you know as we continue to do this work like we'll, we'll figure that out on a grander scale but I, I wonder if the start is just uh, to just tell him you know whether they're looking for it or not whether they're looking for someone to tell them that in the moment or not right like just to be like yo i just want to let you know if you need to talk if you need to vent if you need to cry if you need if you need those things know that i'm i'm around for that and i'm around for that at any time well a lot more questions and answers here but hopefully we're getting closer to some truth yeah but until next time i want to say thank you to lamar womble our special guest here on the podcast and we'll talk to you all soon. I'm Christian Shabu. I'm George Black. We appreciate y'all.